Hello, and welcome to Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, the podcast formerly known as Things That Go Bump in the Night Of. It's a cultural quiz show and so much more. I'm Tony, and I'm here with Austin, and I am also here with our guest today, Christian, Mr. Christian Becker. How are you, Christian? I'm doing very well tonight, Tony. Nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for leaning heavily on the word night to indicate that tonight's theme is going to be is going to be night. Very thematic of you, Austin. How are you doing tonight? Well, here in the Windy City, the sun is still up, and I'm I'm counting it afternoon. So, ask me in an hour and a half. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're recording this over multiple time zones. Uh, Christian is in is in the eastern eastern time zone, and Austin and I are in the central time zone. Christian, tell us about life in the eastern time zone. Life in the eastern time zone is quite like life in the central time zone. Is it really? Uh, we we breathe the same air, drink the okay. same water. It's sort of like the section in People magazine, celebrities that are just like us. Yeah, I I think that's accurate to say. Eastern time zone, they're just like us. (laughs) Christian, uh, tell us us and tell the the listening audience about what you do in the Big Apple. Uh, So yes, I am currently residing in New York City. I used to be a page for CBS right after I graduated uh, from college. And being a page, I did a lot of great things there. I started off working on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, doing audience for that show. Uh, got to do a bunch of other shows, like uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, just working with the audience staff there, and working with some of the news shows like CBS This Morning and CBS Sports Network. So got a little taste of everything. And now that I'm done with that, I'm just freelancing in the city, working on some different productions and uh some live events so it's pretty cool yeah so uh so when you say doing uh doing the audience for those shows you mean you were the entire <laughs> audience for those shows right you it was that, yeah it was I, you I guess I should clapping be, and you're the clapping and the laughter that we hear i should be a little clearer on doing the audience doesn't really it's just, yeah you're using all this insider yeah. terminology yeah, doing is such a specific word to the East Coast. <laughs> um, so it's essentially just helping the load-in process with the guests coming to the show, checking them in, bringing them to their seats. Uh, it's like being a glorified usher, except uh, uh, it's like being a glorified usher, actually. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's for TV yeah. how can you How can you glorify usher any more than he already is? <laughs> He's a perfect man. <laughs> That's very true. I don't now, know. Christian, when, when you said doing the audience, um, my mind went somewhere else entirely. <laughs> um, well, I'm not going to bring it up on this podcast, but. Uh, no, of course. Family podcast. Yeah, family this podcast. Is a, this is right. a family show. <laughs> um, Austin, have you ever uh, been in the, in the audience of a, of a TV show? I haven't. Neither have I. <laughs> What sort of people, Christian, is it like uh, tourists? Is it tourists that show up or are these native native New Yorkers? You get a lot of tourists and it's a good mix actually. There are, so, there are a lot of people who are from New York who just like going to a bunch of these shows. It's actually a lot different in daytime television. Like you go somewhere like the Wendy Williams show or Ellen or Harry Connick Jr.'s show and you get a – uh, older crowd, okay, for lack of a better word, and they uh, they show hop <laughs> actually. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to offend any of your, your elderly listeners. 
they go they like hop from show to show because those shows do a lot of giveaways and they just love the hosts and because they're often not doing anything during the day they will just show hop and go to all these so sometimes we see the same faces but for the late night shows uh, they are a lot of out of town people and they're crazy excited because for a lot of them it's the first time they're seeing a show like this uh they love the host they love watching them on tv so it's a really good time for them so they're really excited uh that is way you know what you know what christian that is so interesting thank you maybe <laughs> maybe austin and i will do a visit to new york and and try to get in on a show no definitely they're all uh they're all good ones austin do you have any shows that you want to see live I'd love to see Game of Thrones. I would too. Um, Christian, do you think you could get us into an episode of Game of Thrones? Uh, I don't have the hookups there, <sighs> but I, I can send a raven and sure. see what I can and see what I can do. Yeah, send a raven over to the home box office offices. <laughs> the home box office. <laughs> home box but, office kind of sounds like. Uh, remember those games where you would uh, mash? You'd you'd kind of count and you'd either live in a mansion oh yeah, yeah an yeah. apartment a shack or a house yep but this one's just a home a box or an <laughs> office. Uh, christian you have mentioned the word night a couple times and you the first time you said the word night you leaned on it so heavily and i appreciate that so much because i go to a lot of effort to try to try to tease out transitions and you have made it so easy for me because the theme of this episode is the night. <gasps> so for the next hour or so, we are going to be we're going to be night boys. Mm. The first category that we are going to discuss in the world of, of night related trivia are songs with the word night in the title. I'm going to give you some clues about songs that have the word night in the title. And you are going to tell me what song it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. very ready. Good. The first couple of clues I'm going to give you are uh, I'm going to do a reading of, of the Wikipedia article entry about the music video for these songs. I am doing this because I find Wikipedia descriptions of music videos to be very funny. Because music videos are a, I'm going to say a whimsical art form. And Wikipedia articles are deliberately the opposite of whimsical. <laughs> I don't know what that word is. I don't know what the opposite of whimsical is, but... <clears throat> the first music video. The video is a point of view of going on a date with all the members of this band. The five dates take place on five different locations. A date with this band member at an Italian restaurant. A drive in the country with another band member. A night in playing Monopoly and Jenga next to a fireplace with another band member and ice skating with the final band member. Oh, excuse me. Ice skating with another band member and at a carnival with the final band member. As the date progresses, it goes from best to worst. One of the band members gets water poured on his lap by a jealous ex-boyfriend. Another one gets injured trying to do a a trick on the ice rink. Uh, One of them throws up on his date at the carnival etc hmm you've stumped me out the gate Tony <laughs> <laughs> I was I was deliberately at, uh, I was deliberately 
censoring the names from my description, but I will now read the names, and perhaps that will help. <clears throat> Zane's date's ex-boyfriend comes in and pours mm. water and food on Zane. Uh, Liam yes. and his date go on a ride in the carnival, but Liam becomes nauseated and throws up in the, his date's hat. Classic Liam. Why did she have a hat on the ride? <laughs> you, know, you know what, Austin? Let's not, let's not blame the victim of this vomit attack. You put them in the little cubby next with your water bottle and your keys so they don't yeah, fly off. Those cost money, though, Austin. That's true. It's like a coat check. You got, it's not, nothing in this world is free. Uh, One Direction. That is absolutely right. This is, the, uh, this is the band One Direction. Can you name the song that has the word night in the title? Hmm. Christian and I have both known from the first clue, but we're just too embarrassed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it just night dates? Like, it is, it is, you know what? It's not night called line. night dates. It's not called night dates. <laughs> but it should be. I will. I will be singing. Maybe I will be speak singing the chorus. We're only getting older, baby, and I've been thinking about it lately. Does it ever drive you crazy? Just how fast the night changes. Uh, the song is called Night Changes. And I, I can't believe you didn't come up with that immediately because it's the last single featuring Zayn Malik before he announces departure mm, from the band. Ah, uh, of course. So I, I, Which know, is I, know that you spent, I know that you spent hours sitting in front of your computer screen weeping while watching this YouTube video over and over again. You know, if it was a TV show, Zane probably would have died in that episode. <laughs> if it was Game of Thrones, he definitely would have. Yeah, or like go off to college. Like, you know, yeah. Zane has a great date, but then he goes out to co- he goes off to college. Yeah, they'd, they'd find a way in the plot of the music video to get rid of him. You think that there was some tension going on while they were filming this music video because they knew he was leaving? Yeah, maybe that's why they all have individual scenes. Because I don't think like they, they didn't want to film together. with him, right? This is sort of like uh, there's all these conspiracy theories surrounding the uh, the Abbey Road album cover by the Beatles. You guys know about this? Yeah, Paul's barefoot because he's he's dead at that point. Yeah. yeah. Christian, do you know about this? Yeah, that's. I, I have heard about this, not in detail though. Yeah. So there's all these like little clues that people think that that Paul died and like the the license plate on one of the cars is if 28 like if 28 and people think uh they 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 think that it's if he was alive he would be 28 years old is is the <laughs> is the theory but i think we've started a conspiracy here with the night changes music video i think that, that yeah. there's there's a lot of digging to be done here zane was eating spaghetti does that mean anything it means he likes Italian food, and he was in Italy while everyone else was here in the States filming this video. Okay. Okay. Oh. I'm and just... who was the Jealous X played by? Was it a rival producer? Oh. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Who was the girl? Did she represent the band? <laughs> this might just be my One Direction ignorance shining through here, but has Zane done anything since leaving the band? You big, dumb idiot. You loser, nerd, dummy. <laughs> yes, Zane has, uh, Zane has released uh, a few singles, actually. He has released a song. Uh, it's like, oh, what is it called? Pillow Talk, I believe. 
That sounds so familiar. It's because it's the most important song of our generation. Yeah, is that the Doris Day collaboration? <laughs> <laughs> That's for all our uh, daytime viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's... Here's a fun fact about Harry Styles, though, oh, us, of One us, Direction. Well, actually, it's not even a fun fact. It's just something that I find fascinating. He's in the next Christopher Nolan movie, Dunkirk. Whoa. About... As, a, as a World War One or World War II soldier? I think so. He just I just remember there was like a big thing when he was cast. He had to like cut his signature hair and all that. And yeah, yeah soldiers just the are fact not as that... handsome as he is. He's too handsome. I think... I think he actually plays himself. He like goes, <laughs> it's one of those things where he goes over and entertains the troops, like wears his you know, skimpy dress. He's a, and US, he's a USO performer. Yeah. Does a few dance numbers. It was his last day on the tour. <laughs> when the unthinkable happened. I think we just wrote a movie, guys. I think we did. <laughs> uh, nice. So that's... Uh, that's Night Changes by One Direction. Great song. Great song. Highly recommend it. And the next music video, <clears throat> the music video, directed by Rob Courtley, shot at the Don Jail in Toronto, reflects the vision of a fashion police state with scenes of the artist in a prison cell without sunglasses being strong-armed by police officers and paraded past various citizens wearing their regulation shades. Near the end of the video, the artist is taken to the office of a female police officer, played by Lori Brown, who later became the host of The New Music, as well as a VJ on Much Music. I'm going to say that's Corey Hart singing I Wear My Sunglasses at Night. You are exactly right. Ooh. Ah. Yes. So apparently, I, I think that's just a very clever, sort of a fact, like a literal fashion police. I think that that's a... A fun little play on words. Tony, do you know what the uh, the words of that chorus are? And if not, can you please just sing it and insert whatever words you think they sound like? I mean, he just he says, "I wear my sunglasses at night," right? That's not the, well, that's not the chorus. It doesn't he? He says something like, "I wear my sunglasses." <laughs> at night. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that part. <laughs> you're just taking. You're just taking the only part you know and making like revolving the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding is is that it's it, it, he just sings that over and over again for four minutes. You know, I'll tell you what the words are because I think they're pretty poetic. Well, hit me, Austin. The words of the chorus are: "Don't switch the blade on the guy in shades. Oh no! Don't masquerade with the guy in shades. Oh no!" I can't believe it, because you've got it made with the guy in shades. Wow. Kind of a, kind of hitting that shades rhyme pretty hard there. Yeah, he's the T.I. of classic rock. <laughs> the next song, with the word night in the title, <clears throat> this fact is brought to you by songfacts.com. And given it, that it has the word fact in the title, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's, uh, it's a legit place. According to the co-writer and longtime group member, this person, the song was originally set in 1933 with the title December 5th, 1933, and celebrated the repeal of Prohibition. Neither the lead singer nor co-writer were thrilled about the lyrics, so the writer readed the words and readed the melody. 
Is that from Jersey Boys? What's the band? Um, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons? Yes. You're getting there, Christian. You're getting there. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, Oh, What a Night. Oh, what a night. Sweet December back in 63. What a very special time for me. Sweet December, what a night. Exactly You pull off a nice Frankie Valley, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Frankie Valley didn't want the song to be about the repeal of Prohibition, which is, I'm going to say, oh, what a shame. (laughs) yes the full song title is december 1963 and then the parenthetical note oh what a night brought to you by frankie valley in the four seasons that's so interesting because i always thought it was just called oh what a night Uh, you know what if you had asked me four hours ago before i did the the research for this episode i would have thought the very same thing what would be a good cover band of frankie valley in the four seasons I'm thinking like a uh, Richie Plateau and the Marriott, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Ernest Shackleton and the Winter. And the Winter. <laughs> There's just four different bands for each season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, originally the four seasons were four different bands, just coincidentally called Winter, Summer, Fall, and Spring. Frankie Valley united them. Much like Aegon the Conqueror united the Seven Kingdoms of Westeros, Frankie Valley united the four seasons of bands. Tony, did uh, did you remember to introduce the fact that this is our Game of Thrones? <laughs> At the beginning. Can yeah. you just splice in the, the th- 15 seconds of the theme music before... Uh, yeah, people should know. Jude- uh, yeah, I, I guess... Done. Okay, now stop, otherwise we're going to have to pay royalties. Uh, yeah, we. I guess we should say to our regular listeners, Austin and I in the last week decided that uh, we wanted to turn this into a Game of Thrones themed podcast. So that's what this is going to be. That is such a pivot. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine you have like a really loyal fan base on iTunes and then all of a sudden it just completely changes topics of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's like when Bob Dylan goes electric. We just somebody just stands up, he's got his headphones in, he just stands up and yells Judas. (laughs) And there's not even an announcement about it. One one episode is just completely different from the rest. The artwork changes, the title of the podcast changes, but it's like still somehow in the same like the same thread. <laughs> Tony, did I tell you about um, how I wanted to respond to my coworker who told me about the passing of her grandmother? No. I mean, it shows how deep Game of Thrones is ingrained into our psyche. Well, no, it was her boy. It was her boyfriend's grandmother. So it's <laughs> less um, less attached. It was okay. Yeah, and she said, "Yeah, you know." She died a couple days ago. We just got back from the funeral, and I really wanted to say Grandma Morghulis in a very serious, in a very serious, you know, right, reverent way. That's what came to my lips, but I I choked it down. Um, I think we should come, I should come clean about something before we go further Christian, in down this rabbit hole. Seen or read Game of Thrones? I'm a, I'm going to lose my mind. Um. 
Well, good thing then, because I have seen Game of Thrones, but half of the first season. Unbelievable, dude. The, unbelievable. Dude, How I know. How are you and able to put it down? Here's the thing. I started watching it at a time where I just got really busy with something, and then I just never got back into it. I liked what I saw, okay. and now it just seems way too overwhelming to get back into because there's so much going on. Well, then I have good news, Christian, because Austin and I are starting a Game of Thrones-themed podcast, and you're in the first episode. Right? You're the first guest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. Bob Seger has two really good songs that include the word night in the title. Yeah. Can you name either of them or both of them? Night Moves. Correct. Now, and, um... as, a clue, as a clue for the other one, Christian is in New York City. Austin and I are in Chicago, which means that we represent two of the three most populous cities in this country. What is the third? L.A. Correct. Okay. Now there is a... Hollywood Nights. Yes. Ah. Yes. Hollywood Nights. Hollywood Hills. Hollywood Nights. In these Hollywood Hills. Above all the lights. Uh, I love that song. I'm going to say I'm gonna say something bold right now. I'm going to say that's one of my top ten favorite songs of all time. Nice. Hollywood Nights, huh? Yeah. I just... You know, I've never been to L.A., but I just, the spirit of it really, really talks to me. You feel like you have. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> because of Bob's, because of Robert Seeger's sonorous tones, I feel like I've been there. Rush also has a song with the word night in the title. Oh, yes, they do. Fly by night, away from here. Change my life again. Austin, didn't um, you didn't you do a Rush cover at some point? <laughs> a Rush cover. Um, I did a a phone video of me playing on my first act electric guitar for Chewy for his birthday. Okay. Um, of me playing different Rush songs. So if that counts, then sure. For some reason, I thought you did like a talent show where you did a Rush cover or something like that. Oh, man. In my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's very technical, Tony. That's you know, one of the things that people don't get. A, Christian, have you ever done a, have you been in a cover band of any kind? I have not. Okay. Do you have... I, I'm trying to remember. Do you have musical talents? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Tony. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm, not it, trying to, I'm not trying to, like, burn you. I just, like... I, I, I know that you have comedic talents. I just couldn't remember if you also had musical talents. Oh, could you imagine if I had comedic talents and musical talents? Double threat, dude. Oh, man. Well, Who are you, Justin uh, Timberlake? Laughter is the music of the theater. So. Okay. Um. <laughs> it's very deep. But uh, no, I here's the extent of my musical talent. I sure. played the recorder in fourth grade. And then ever since then, I've been going in between instruments that I have wanted to play in my head, but never followed through on. Okay. So I've always wanted to play, like, at one point in my life, I wanted to play the saxophone. At one point, I wanted to play the drums. Dude, you would be a baller saxophone player. You think? Yeah. I think I would. I think you would, too. I think you've got the, I just think you would, you look, you just, you have that sort of look and attitude of a saxophone player to me. And the name, I think. Yeah. Christian... 
Christian Brass Becker. Man Becker. Yeah. <laughs> Brass Man Becker. <laughs> I think he would be very good. Well, that makes me feel all good inside, Tony. Okay. You know, may- maybe, maybe after this is all done, I will take up the saxophone. Good. Maybe after this podcast is over, <laughs> I'll go out into those New York nights. Yeah. And Hollywood Hills, above all the lights. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The next category, so that was that was songs songs with night in the title. And the next category is superheroines who have night in their name. Ooh. So, for instance, there's a superhero by the name of Nightwing, who has Knight in his name, his moniker, his super moniker, so to speak. However, I found several superheroines who also had Knight in their names. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read their powers, and I'm going to read a brief description, and I'm going to ask you to guess the name of the superheroine. Are you ready? I am ready. Good. Ready. Good. The first. Her powers include darkness manipulation. And I looked that up on Wikipedia, and that is the ability to create or manipulate darkness, often by mentally accessing a dimension of dark energy and manipulating it. So she has, she's got that power. She also yeah. has the power to transform into two-dimensional shadows. She also has the power to teleport. Now, as a hint, she shares her name with a type, or a, I guess a, a family of plants, and I will, I will read the Wikipedia description of that family of plants. The family ranges from annual and perennial herbs to vines, and then a bunch of sciencey words that I, I can't pronounce, shrubs and trees, and includes a number of important agricultural crops, medicinal plants, spices, weeds, and ornamentals. Many members of the family contain potent alkaloids, and some are highly toxic, but many, including tomatoes, potatoes, eggplant, bell slash chili peppers, and tobacco, are widely used by many people. Um, I don't really know if this is right from that plant description, but I do know of a super heroine named The Shade. Okay, oh, okay, but remember that... that she has the word night in her title. Oh, that's right. Completely forgot. Okay, but... Uh, nightshade. Yes, exactly right. Yes. Nice work, dude. Nice work. Yes, Nightshade. I always thought that she she's a DC hero, I believe. She is. That is correct. Good. I always thought she was just called The Shade. Well, it's it, let me... Perhaps it, it is fully possible that there is a Shade and a Nightshade. <laughs> Tony's just adding Knight to all these regular superhero names. <laughs> yeah. Knight Batman. The next, the next one, one is... Knight Batman. The next one, Knight Green Lantern. <laughs> Knight Wonder Woman. <laughs> Night Wonder, Night Woman. <laughs> so, how much do you guys know about botany? Very little. Okay. But I'd like to know more. I, uh, I live with the gardener, so... Oh, that's true. Okay. Then I, through the so... botanical process of osmosis, I... <laughs> I've learned from the hip film The Martian that you can grow potatoes on Mars from your own poop. Okay. That's mm. something. <laughs> you can grow potatoes on Earth from your own poop. Yep. There's no what? limit. There's no limit to the amount of planets upon which you can grow potatoes from your own poop. I thought that just worked on Mars. <laughs> uh, the I'm reason I, the, the reason I ask, and Austin, maybe you can ask Julia, is is Poppy a nightshade? Because if it is, then heroin, 
the drug, is made from the poppy plant, in which case Nightshade would be both a heroin in like with an E and heroin without an E. Oh. Ooh. That's fascinating. Austin, is Julia home? She is. I don't know who you're talking about. Who's Julia? Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> who's Julia? Um, Julia is. I don't think Julia is home. Dang. I think she's out painting the town red. Okay. Um, well, uh, next time you see her, ask her. And if Poppy is a nightshade, tell her the incredibly interesting fact. And if it's not a nightshade, uh, walk away without explaining yourself. Will do. Okay. I kind of hope it is connected, though, because that would be amazing. That we, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. What if we just uh, didn't ask her? What if we, we in this world we've created... Um, in this, in this just... Wikipedia world, in this post-truth world... We can create our own truth. Yeah. Make the edit. Yeah, Who's got an else? This, uh, so in addition to being a, a Game of Thrones podcast, this is also going to be a very political podcast. This podcast is going to become extremely political, and we're going to hop on this alternative facts train, and we're going to say that the poppy is a nightshade. So there's some alternative facts for you, Republicans and Democrats. Boom. Do you guys have any other uh, political things that you'd like to say? Um, not really. Okay. Just oh. my favorite pol- politics story from this past week or two, it might have been two weeks now, is just that Sean Spicer, love him or hate him, it's just hilarious that there were headlines talking about how he hid in a bush from the press. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think that's a story that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, that's just objectively <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Delightful. It's a delightful story. Austin, do you have anything political you'd like to say on this extremely political podcast? I'm just thinking about Sean Spicer diving into a bush now. <laughs> it's a it's a third Bush administration. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> That's the type of joke that I'm mad I didn't think of it because I really want to tweet it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll tweet it right now. Yeah, put it on the – oh, yeah, speaking of which, we have a here's my number, so call me Ishmael Twitter. The the handle is so call me Ishmael, all one word. Uh, so, Austin, tweet out that joke. That's a dope joke. I'm doing it right now. I'm right there. Also, while you're doing that, I got to say, Christian, your Twitter game is on point. I don't often get the chance to congratulate people for the dopeness of their Twitter jokes, but – uh, what, what is your what is your Twitter handle? That you, could you... I, I really hate telling people because I love it when people follow me, but I hate my Twitter handle, and I honestly can't think like figure out how to change it. Uh, it's at the amazing Beck. Okay, dude. Oh. Listen, it's branding. That's what it's all about. It's all about branding, and you are amazing. And the first syllable of your last name is Beck. So that's true, but you're not supposed to call yourself amazing. But if you are amazing, you get a pass. Is the oh. uh, is the so-called me Ishmael Twitter going to follow the amazing Beck? It is. It has followed seven thousand tweets, Christian. Amazing. He's uh ah. Here you are, and I'm going to follow you back. He's a he's a productive tweeter. Prolific. Oh, wait, I, I'm going to be your first follower. Hell yeah! <gasps> Hell yeah! It's, we're going to get oh. that. We're going to get that Becker bump. <laughs> Guys, we have, we have 
strayed a bit from from the trivia. Uh, however, I, I I think now would be a, a, as good a time as any to get back to the trivia. Our next superheroine, her superpower is that she is a very good healer of superheroes, and her superpower is that she works in the field of medicine. And that's that to me is a real life superpower. Mm. I agree. I agree. Please tell me that is her superpower, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and as a clue, I will also say, I think I know the answer. Uh, yeah, I think we know the answer. Oh, really? What's, what's the answer? Is it Night Nurse? It is Night Nurse, dude. From Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Uh, among among others, uh, but yes. Oh. I was going to say Florence Nightingale. <laughs> oh, dude, Austin, you are on point with the historical name jokes tonight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm getting the right answer is, but Austin's <laughs> winning the, the long-term game. <laughs> well, I will, I'll knock myself down a peg and, and say that once again, I forgot about the category, and, and I did think that was, in fact, the answer. So It had, she, uh, Florence Nightingale is, in a, is a hero, <clears throat> and she has the word knight in her name. So you... I mean, you are, you're a comedy god as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) You're too kind. Mutual, I'm sure. Night Night Nurse, uh, created by Marvel Comics in the 70s. She was part of a series of of comics that were aimed uh, at at trying to get young women interested in comics. And one way that they did that was uh, not, not making any female superheroes making a nurse who interacts with superheroes who are, of course, men. Wait, so she originally had her own comic line? Because the only reason I know who she is and why I knew that answer is because of the Doctor Strange comics. Yes. And so I always thought she was a connection to that universe, not her own. Right. So she, I think originally she appeared in like a one-off sort of night nurse book where it was like three nurses and one of them, Linda Carter, was the was the night nurse, uh, and then she yeah she later appeared in a Daredevil comic. She later appeared in Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and as you mentioned, Doctor Strange. Is the Linda Carter supposed to be connected to the Agent Carter from the Marvel TV show? Oh, that's like a good the question. Captain America. Because I think oh no, that's Peggy Carter. But maybe they're related. Maybe they're related, and maybe maybe she's related to Sean Carter. Uh, better known as Jay Z, or maybe she's related to Dwayne Carter, better known as Lil Wayne, or Aaron Carter, <laughs> or Aaron Carter, better known as the greatest singer songwriter of our generation. Aaron Carter is also the only other celebrity I've met, so that is that's just fascinating. Ger- it's germane, <laughs> so germane. <laughs> the next superheroine. I'll read her description straight from Wikipedia. Originally, Laura had no superpowers, but fought evil as the Blue Bulleteer, a caped and masked markswoman. After a near-fatal injury, she was rescued by the great wizard Azagoth, who gave her mystical powers, including the ability to become a giantess. From then onwards, she became this superheroine, a being of almost limitless power who combats supernatural villains like the Shroud and the great god Capricorn. Her nemesis is a beautiful but evil Alizarin Crimson. She is sometimes referred to as the Mystic Maid. And as, mm. as a follow-up clue, I will say that her name 
is a homophone for a podcast, like the name of an, a different podcast. Mm, uh, Radio Lab. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, I think we're we're oh, losing you on the theme here, bud. <laughs> sorry, no, I, sorry, Night Radio Lab. <laughs> yes, Night Radio Lab. You're right. Yeah, thank you, Christian. Austin, I know you and I have talked about this podcast before. It is a podcast that has the word "night" in the title. Oh, welcome to Night Vale. Yes, Night Vale. Her name is Night Vale, but her wow. her uh, her veil like a bride's is, veil. Yes, her veil is V E I L. Welcome to Night Vale is V A L E. Ergo, they are homonyms, and by homonyms, I mean homophones. They did in 2005 release a low budget live action movie, Night Vale colon Witch War. And incidentally, Witch also has a lot of homophones. So that's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down a paper trail of homophones here. <laughs> Let's get it. to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was interesting, but so it goes. I did too. Oh, thank you. Two also has a lot of homophones. Well, a few homophones. Uh, be- bean. Thanks. Thanks, Austin. Thanks for contributing to the homophone conversation. Yeah, this is <laughs> It's about time you freaking jumped in on that. Austin uh, just wanted to make it really good. <laughs> He's just uh, riding high off with the success of Florence Nightingale. That's such a good yeah, joke, just been, dude. Just been basking in it. Just basking <laughs> in that tainted horse water of that joke. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Excuse me. The final character that we are going to talk about has the powers of flight, superhuman strength. She can assimilate and absorb a being's language through physical contact. And she can fire solar-powered energy blasts called Starbolts. Ooh. Now, my follow-up clue for her is that she is the daughter of Starfire and Dick Grayson. Yeah. Now, does the name Dick Grayson mean anything to you? Uh, Robin. Also. Right. Nightwing. Ah. And so she, so she has taken half of her name from Nightwing, and she has taken half of her name from Starfire. Nightfire. Well, <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. Wingstar. <laughs> no! Again, you're forgetting the concept. <laughs> Dick uh, Starwing. Dick Starwing is exactly what her name is. That's exactly right. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's got to be uh, Night Dick. It's... <laughs> her superhero name is Morning Wood. <laughs> No, her name is Nightstar. Uh, oh, that's great. Starfire, um, in the popular Teen Titans franchise, is voiced by the same actor as Princess Bubblegum from Adventure Time. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. It's a Welsh name that I'm not going to bother to butcher. <laughs> Do you ever wonder why superhero powers aren't just kind of like, you know, just nice, nice traits like... Yeah, he can fly and, and teleport, but also he never has to brush his teeth. Because <laughs> that doesn't save anyone, dude. Well, it could save his first date. 
All right, oh. all right, I'll give you that. But also, brushing your teeth is something that, like, like at being able to manipulate solar power isn't something that human beings can do without it being a superpower. But brushing your teeth, that's just a morning routine. And, you know, humans don't have to brush their teeth, which is what I suppose you're saying, Christian, is that you're right. You're you, right. Could, you could have the superpower of not having to brush your teeth. You ju- it would just be accompanied by the super weakness of people not wanting to hang out with you. Also, ironically enough, that person's alter ego would probably be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and he could fight the candy man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could have the superpower of being able to use as much drugs and alcohol as you wanted, but then your kryptonite would be loud noises, bright lights, and responsibility. <laughs> uh, so that's that's superheroines of the night. Our final category is before they were late night show hosts. Hmm. So I, I, I chose this because I, I wanted to I wanted to find something that would be within Christian's area of expertise. So what I'm because we found do, out music definitely wasn't. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we've moved past. Although you did very well on the superheroines, I'm, I'm I was impressed by that. I'm a comic reader. Yeah. So I'm going to read. Excuse me. I'm going to read some stories about various late night show hosts before they were. Late night show hosts, and I'm going to ask you to guess who it is. So for the first two late night show hosts, uh, the pattern is college thesis and a different TV show that they were involved with. So for the first one, the college thesis, uh, I'll just I'll read straight from from the Wikipedia article. This man's college thesis, titled "How to Write Comedian Jokes," was a compilation of taped skits and jokes from popular radio shows, with him explaining the comedic technique in a voiceover. It allowed him to graduate in three years. He graduated with a bachelor of arts degree in radio and speech, with a minor in physics from the University of Nebraska. The TV show was a show called Who Do You Trust? Originally titled, Do You Trust Your Wife? The <laughs> show was a quiz show where they would tell the husband in a couple the category of a trivia question, and then they would ask the husband if he wanted to answer the question himself or if he trusted his wife to do so. And that was the premise of the show dangerous game <laughs> it was a different time christian you're a very young man so you don't remember things like sexism but there was a time when sexism, it was that's what people did it was a sexist time do you trust your wife yeah so um, so i believe i know it just based on the fact that it was a past quiz show can i go for yeah, it please i believe it was mr johnny carson that is absolutely correct Yes. Wow, question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, he, he hosted a couple quiz shows, and he the other the other maybe hint there was the fact that everything he did in his his college thesis related to to radio comics, and I thought that might give you an era uh, in which he might have grown up. Right. Yes. I actually didn't know anything about the college thesis part of it, but just the quiz show parts because I knew he had hosted a show on ABC before. Yes. So yeah. Exactly. That was right. a quiz show. Yeah. Christian, I'm so glad we did this category. We get to hit on what you know. The next thesis and TV show combination 
This man's senior thesis concerned the use of children as symbols in the works of William Faulkner and Flannery O'Connor. During college, he briefly served as the drummer in a band called The Bad Clams, was the writer for the Harvard Lampoon Humor magazine, and developed a spoof of the popular video game one-on-one Dr. J vs. Larry Bird, in which the Boston Celtics play against a classical ballet troupe. So that is, that's his college career. And the TV show that he was involved with was from 1991 to 1993. He was a writer and producer for The Simpsons. Oh, Ooh, it's got to be Conan O'Brien. That is exactly right, Austin. Nice. That is interesting. I should have gotten it off the uh, fact that just Harvard alone, because right. I'm pretty sure he's the only late night host who went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the case. I think you're right. Have you ever watched his uh, commencement speech at Dartmouth? No. It is amazing. I want you both to do that after this podcast because it's probably one of the best commencement speeches I've ever heard. Are we talking? Are we talking all jokes, or do we get do we dip into a little bit of meaningful, meaningful life wisdom? Well, that's the secret sauce here. It's a little bit of both. It's. I would say it's like. 65% jokes. That's that's what you got to do. Any good speech, here's how here's how every good speech goes. You hit them with a joke. You you knock them off their seats with a little bit of a joke. You put them on edge. You give them a big old a big old punch in the face with a joke. They're thinking this this is a funny guy. There's no way this is going to get serious. <laughs> you keep you keep hitting them with jokes. You get you build up this reputation as a funny man. All of a sudden you twist it. One of your jokes ends with a poignant moment. That's when you get serious. Oh. You give them a little life wisdom. And then just, just at the very moment where they think, oh, this is a serious guy. He's not a jokester. That's the moment that you pull out, you close with a joke, leave them rolling in the aisles. Every good speech is like that. That's when you pull out the watermelon and the sledgehammer. Full Gallagher. Full Gallagher. Ah, Tony, have you ever thought about being a speechwriter? I have. I am constantly submitting speeches to various important people, and they never take them. <laughs> well, they're lost. <laughs> the next host, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give a college thesis and TV show clue. For this one, I, I'm just going to read a, uh, a snip a little bit from a, an article from the Washington Post about this, uh, this man as, a, as a, young, a young man. This host began his career as a radio talk show host on WNTS and on Indianapolis television station WLWI as an anchor and weatherman. He received some attention for his unpredictable on-air behavior, which included congratulating a tropical storm for being upgraded to a hurricane and predicting hailstones the size of canned hams. He would also occasionally report the weather and the day's very high and low temps for fictitious cities. Is this an older host like someone who's not on tv anymore he is an older host yes okay it's not leno is it it is not leno however you have the first two letters of his last name correct (gasps) david letterman that is exactly right yes yeah he was a loose cannon doing the weather that's so cool he used to be a weatherman yeah Although from this, from <laughs> from that description, it sounds like he didn't spend much time actually reporting on the weather. No, it seems like he always wanted to be a comedian and just use whatever <laughs> job he got as a platform. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like Austin does at his job. He he's he's just he does he does sit at the front desk, but he's cracking jokes most of the time. Oh, all the time. <laughs> 
it's a good chance to try out material. <laughs> and then people who are getting their hair cut are something of a captive audience. <laughs> the final host about which we are going to talk was born in Washington, D.C. and lived in South Carolina for a while. As a child, he observed that Southerners were often depicted as being less intelligent than other characters on scripted television. And to avoid that stereotype, he taught himself to imitate the speech of American news anchors. The second, oh. clue, the second clue is that when he was younger, he had hoped to study marine biology. But surgery intended to repair a severely perforated eardrum caused him inner ear damage. The damage was severe enough that he was unable to pursue a career that would involve scuba diving. The damage also left him deaf in his right ear. Oh, shoot. Is it? St- I would only oh, guess... Finish saying it, finish saying it, finish saying it. Is it Colbert? It is. It is Mr. Stephen Colbert. That is yes. absolutely right. I thought I knew he didn't have hearing in his left ear, but I also only knew that because of the uh, imitating... Uh, TV people okay. clue. Okay. Uh, so you knew that he had spent time trying to learn how to speak like a, I guess, a, a Yankee of sorts? Well, not necessarily a Yankee, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but just how most of his career leading up to The Late Show had been playing a character on The yeah. Colbert Report and on being a correspondent on The Daily Show. Yeah. He was never really himself, just sort of... Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I didn't even think about that with that clue, but you're right. He, he, he was constantly putting on a putting on a character. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, I thought. I also thought, I thought that marine biology thing was crazy interesting. I mean, can you imagine? Just think about the marine biologists out there who are one ear injury away from becoming one of the funniest people in America. <laughs> Our oh. next Tonight Show host could be someone <laughs> studying the deep blue sea right now. Exactly. Somebody who's wasting away the hours with, with moray eels and, and tiger sharks and, 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 other, and other fish that I know the name of. <laughs> Tuna. And let me tell you, the sea is probably a very tough place to try out your material and catch not not a captivating audience down yeah, there in no, the no. coral reef. Yeah, the, yeah, the coral reef is really the only thing that's not going to move. Everybody else is going to bail. <laughs> Although you can perform at a lot of schools. Hey, oh, hey. it was there somewhere. I was I was not <laughs> sure that joke was going to work because it's so that broad. Landed. But... That landed. <laughs> it landed. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, thanks, guys. I was you know, so worried about saying that. It makes sense that. Uh... Colbert didn't make the cut for scuba diving because what if you're down there and you you can't hear a shark sneaking up on you? You know, <laughs> you can't hear the Jaws theme music playing in the background when the when yeah. the shark is approaching. Although who are, who are we to say that it doesn't? Well, you have, you, have you ever been chased by a shark? Uh, just just the once it was a street shark in the mid '90s when that TV show was on. <laughs> <laughs> So that was that was above the water. That was fine. That was less of a concern. So my point is that maybe <laughs> the theme song does play when someone's being chased by a shark, sure, but the three of us have never experienced it. Yeah. yeah, or maybe it's a mental thing. Like when you uh, you smell toast when you have a stroke. You when you're getting your body ripped in half by a shark, you you kind of just project that that Jaws theme music out there. <laughs> you hear it in your head. 
<laughs> uh, you guys, I gotta go. But this has been just a, a whale of a time. Oh, there it is. On the topic of... <laughs> oh, nice. the topic of the sea. <laughs> With the topic of night. <laughs> the, the, the sea. And our Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> oh, there, there's a night, a night joke somewhere that we can end on. Someone's got to be the one to find it. Uh, it is always uh, darkest before the dawn. It is always yeah. dark. Oh, here we go. It's always darkest before the great empire of the dawn. A Song of Ice and Fire Deep Cuts. Oh. There we go. There we go. I got nothing. Good. I was gonna, just going to say good night and emphasize, <laughs> the, emphasize the night a little bit more. Although, no, no. That would be bringing it back full circle because I emphasized night starting out the podcast. You did. And if you emphasize <gasps> night okay, closing but also, before it. Before you say that, before we go, uh, we have a few thank yous. We always say thank you to Jude Schuma, who, unlike Christian, has a lot of musical talents. <laughs> but I don't think he I don't think he can play the saxophone. He's he's more of a guitar man. So maybe you can So we have different sets of skills. Right, exactly. Different gifts. I'm just gonna talk as if I do play the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Never actually learned it, just <laughs> uh yeah, Stuart Schumer provides the intro and outro music. It's the song uh, Oh What Beautiful. It's a great song, give it a listen. We also like to say thank you to, to our friend Anna Swearinga for designing the, our, our logo, a delightful image as far as I'm concerned. Yes, I, I love it. Every time I see it, I love it. Yeah. It, feel, it, it feels very professional. It feels like we, it's an official thing, which, I mean, I guess she is a designer, so it, it, it is professional and it's a real thing. Uh, yeah, also we should plug, uh, well, of course, our Twitter and Christian's Twitter. So call me Ishmael is our Twitter, and the great Beck is Christian's uh, Twitter. We the also, amazing Beck. Yeah, the, or yeah, sorry, the amazing <laughs> Beck. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, oh, also, you guys, I have a uh, – on the topic of oceans. So we did an, a, a pirate-themed episode, and uh, I said that – Buried treasure is incredibly rare and that we only know one example of it. It turns out that that is just a totally bogus thing that I said. Just patently false. Just, just ripped straight from Wikipedia and totally, totally false. Uh, a friend of mine, Elena, uh, pointed out the error to me. And it, so it turns out that that is the, the buried treasure for, for which we have like the, the best evidence and the mo it's like the big it was the biggest historical deal but that is definitely not the only instance of buried treasure that we know of so thank you and the reason i bring that up is first of all because i i hate to be wrong about things and second if if you hear something that i say or something that 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 austin says or that our guest says that is wrong uh, feel free to send us an email. We have an email, so call me Ishmael at gmail.com, all one word. And if I, I would, I love to correct myself and others. So if you buzz us an email about, a, about an erroneous fact, please feel free to do that. Man, you're going to get a lot of emails about me. <laughs> <laughs> Christian said he can play the saxophone, and I know for a fact that he doesn't. <laughs> Come on, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just a shitload of emails from Mrs. Becker. <laughs> you said Christian said he was an amazing Beck. I know for a fact that he's not. He's, an, he's okay. He's an okay Beck. 
<laughs> Someone should take that as their Twitter handle. <laughs> okay, Beck. Uh, the Odelay years. Uh, uh, Austin, do we have anything else that we need to say? That we need to plug? Um, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Cool. Well, you guys, I, I, I will say it again. This has been a real blast. And... Christian, thank you for guesting. Austin, thank you for hosting, as always, with me. Uh, I, am, I appreciate being on, Tony. Thank you very much for the invite. Absolutely. Austin, can you say good night, but emphasize the word night? I can. Please do it. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.